0: Welcome to the Being in a Band podcast. I'm your host, Monica Strutt, and together we'll be deep diving into all things music marketing, branding, PR, business strategy, as well as the mindset it takes to succeed in today's modern music industry. I know the highs and lows of forging a career in the music biz because after years of side hustling as a musician, music journalist, and digital marketer, I recently quit my nine to five and am more fulfilled than ever working in an industry that I love. Now, it's my full-time mission to help musicians and music industry pros like you create a life they're obsessed with. Let's do this. Today, we're talking about how to achieve everything that you want in 2022 and more, because today I was reflecting on so many of the goals that I have hit since I moved to Melbourne about four and a half years ago now. And it is absolutely mind-blowing. So to give you an idea, before I moved to Melbourne, um, I used to live in Sydney, which is about a 10 hour-ish drive north. And I was in this phase of my life where I was really keen to start a new chapter. Well, it was a new, a new chapter, even if I didn't mean for it to be. I had quit my job. I'd broken up with someone. My band ended. I'd moved out of my current house. And it was literally like, you know, I was ripping the tablecloth from underneath my life, but in the best possible way. So I really had this opportunity to redesign who I wanted to be, what I wanted the next few years to look like, where I wanted to live, how I wanted to look. Like everything is within our power. I mean, and we can make this decision anytime. Everything's always within our power to redesign or start afresh. But at this point in my life, it was, as I said, the rug had been pulled under and there was no better time than to have some fun and play around with like new goals. Um, and as I said, redesigning who I wanted to be and what I wanted to achieve. And I remember I was seeing a, um, I was seeing this therapist at the time who was kind of guiding me through all these massive, massive changes. I mean, for example, I'd been in the band that I was in for six years and that ended, I'd been in the job that I was in for almost the same amount of time. Um, I'd been in a long-term relationship. So I was navigating a lot of changes, seeing this therapist. And I was like, okay, I either want to move to LA or I want to move to Melbourne. She's like, okay, well, LA is like a massive move. So how about you start with moving to Melbourne, see how it goes and then go from there. And we were talking about setting goals and, um, you know, what was going to work best for me as I was rediscovering who I was, I was having this like massive spiritual awakening and reconnecting to like my higher self and stuff. And um, I remember her, like, I've always been someone who's been, um, like who really vibes with like vision boards and stuff like that and so I remember her saying well why don't you have like a cork board and then that way you can like shift and move the images if they no longer resonate or you can move them around that sort of thing it's a little bit more flexible than say like gluing stuff down to paper I know that seems like a very small detail but it just totally made sense and so when I moved to Melbourne I didn't actually bring the whole physical vision board but what I did is I took off all the images um unpinned them and then I put them in a box and I still have the box and it's in my, um, wardrobe, which I'm about to pick up a pack up because I'm moving house, um, tomorrow actually. And, um, and I have periodically over the last couple of years revisited, you know, some of those goals and like some of those images that I cut out in 2017, like early 2017, when I was, you know, preparing to move. And it is fucking insane because I achieved every single one of my goals. I literally had the band I wanted, the exact booking agency and like people that I wanted to work with, people that I wanted to connect with and network with in the music industry. I've worked with every single one of the people and companies that were on the list in some capacity And, um, what else? Like aside from a physical vision board, I remember when I first moved here as well, I used a note-taking app called Evernote and Evernote's really cool because not only can you, um, you know, write down notes and lists and stuff like that, but you can also insert like, (coughs) excuse me, links, images, and all of that. And I had, um, I wish I could show you. But I literally created like an Evernote um, notebook of like everything that I wanted from my dream job. Actually, oh, I might have done that before I moved. And then I ended up getting like the exact dream job that I wanted. I wanted a job where I uh, worked three days a week, could dress casually, um, had a lot of like alone time so that I could like work on band stuff in between like normal work, of course, that I had access to the Internet. And, um, I ended up getting a job in like a fashion, um, like a fashion sort of company and it allowed me all of those things. So needless to say, like, it's just absolutely insane because I'm someone who gets like quite specific with the goals that I want to achieve and that is what I would recommend to you guys because if we don't set goals um then we don't really know where we're heading and the more specific that we can be I'm talking about like specific people that you want to work with um you know, going back to, you know, what I was saying before of like, what you want to look like, how you want to dress, um, you know, what specific festivals you want to play or shows you want to play or bands that you want to play with. This is like personal life and professional life, then the more likely that you are to achieve them, not only because of like manifestation and, you know, the literal, literal fact that you know where you're heading, but also your brain cannot, like your brain actually can't, process every single thing in your environment so when you know exactly where you're heading then your reticular activating system in your brain will notice the specific things which are going to lead you towards your goals so that's why getting as specific as possible is key because if your goals are too broad then you're not going to notice the little details that can actually lead you to the path that you want to be on. So Shannon from Eightfold Path says, that's a hundred percent a thing I need to work on being super specific about my goals. Yes, absolutely. And as I said, that's like who you want to work with, companies that you want to work with, um, like how you even want to, like, how do you want your, I mean, this can go so broad. Like, how do you want your audience to feel when they're watching you play live or when they listen to your music, like that getting specific about that will help you pick what producer you want to work with or your song structure or how your video clip looks like getting as specific as possible with like your art and the business side and like your personal life is super, super key. So today I wanted to go through, um, just four ways I say just, but I'm going to like go live for as long as, um, as long as I feel, I'm just like taking a break from packing right now. Um, but basically like four key points that I want to talk to you about in achieving your goals. So, but before I do that, I wanted to remind you that my black Friday birthday sale is still on. I decided to um, extend it until this Friday. So that's two and a half more days at this point um, because yeah, last week I was preparing for a show. I had my mom down, and I'm like packing up the house and I didn't feel like I gave it enough attention and put it out there and I didn't want anyone to miss out. So um, head to monicastrut.com slash black Friday and you can view three amazing bundles that I've put together specifically for the occasion. They're not going to be available after Friday. Um, so we've got the ultimate branding bundle which is three masterclasses and an ebook. Um, There is your band's brand, your personal brand, rebranding, and the ebook is is on how to uh, plan a video clip. And so... With e- within each of the masterclasses, I'll give you like a quick overview. So your band's brand is, uh oh, thanks for the birthday wishes. Um, Your band's brand is like how to create a brand for your band that actually makes you stand out in the market and goes beyond just like four or five people uh dressed in black playing heavy music. Like we want to move away from that and we want to rise above the noise. And more than that, we want to drill down to who you are at your core, your values, your messaging, everything like that. But the way that I teach it is like extremely simple and fun. There's a workbook that you can do along with the workshop. These are taken from the Being in a Band Academy slash membership. And so, um, you know, inside it's, I mean, actually what I was going to say is a lot of the members have actually printed out the workbook and taken it into their band's rehearsal to figure this out as a team, which I think is like really, really amazing. Then your personal brand um, workshop within this Ultimate Branding Bundle is all about you and how your personal brand actually contributes to your band's brand as a whole. So this is like your reputation. This is any side businesses or what you want to be known for on the side. It's like streams of income, how to like earn extra income when you're a musician, especially like passive income is my favorite type of income. Um, So yeah, very, very important how you present yourself to the world. And then we have rebranding, which is, you know, if you're feeling really stagnant um, in your band or in your business or just as an artist right now, then rebranding and doing a rebrand can be so, so empowering. It can also, when done effectively, if you do this workshop, it's going to show you how, it's got a checklist. If you do it effectively, you can completely leapfrog over where you are now. It's never too late for a fresh start. I don't care if you've been together for six months or you've been together for six years. You can rebrand at any time. Obviously, I don't recommend rebranding like super, super regularly Um, with each major release. Like there's a chance to like touch up your branding and like shift and, and change and whatnot. I think Bring Me the Horizon is a really good example of that. But if, as I said, if you're feeling stagnant in your band, or you just don't feel like you're getting the opportunities that you want, it may come down to your branding. And so doing a rebrand can really shift you into the market that you want to be in, get the opportunities that you actually want to get. And it is so fun. It's just like, you know, going back to what I was saying at the start, like right before I moved to Melbourne, it's like that chance to like pull out the tablecloth from underneath your life or your band's like, you know, activities right now and have the chance for a fresh start. And um, that can be really, really liberating and empowering. And then there's an ebook on how to plan a video clip so that it aligns with like all of those things. Then the second bundle in the Black Friday sale is the Coachamall bundle. So if you guys remember, I was doing um, lives and workshops with Steve Canatelli from Future Artist Development. He's worked with Void of Vision. He's worked with um, Thornhill, with Stand Atlantic, with yours truly. So many, so many amazing Australian artists um, and also Jaden Roy from Destroy All Lines. And yeah, that management also worked with incredible, incredible artists, um, including The Last Martyr, And he's been in this game for ages. So We were doing these workshops every two weeks and they are no longer available. Like the replays aren't available unless you purchase this bundle. It's only $49 guys, six workshops. They go between like an hour to two hours and I've edited them down. So it's like just the good stuff. None of us like waffling on at the start seriously, like the info in this is so incredibly relevant. It's real. And like, if you're someone that's contemplating going to like music college or something like that, don't do that. Save yourself like 40 grand, just spend 50 bucks on this bundle. I'm telling you, you will get so much out of it as an original artist. And then we have the early bird special to the being in a band Academy, previously known as the being in a band membership. This is my, um, program, my online, um, educational and community based program for musicians and music industry pros who want a long-term career in the music industry. So, Um, It's basically a a package of workshops. There's about 25 workshops in there now, plus next year in January, we are starting the Crush Your Next Release course, which is a six-week course we're doing together. It's going to be very, um, very, I don't know, like easy to digest, like short video lessons, Uh, delivered every single week for six weeks. And then there's also the community aspect, which is the Facebook group. This is your support system where you get coaching from me, support from the rest of the community in there. We've got about 30 people inside this community from all over the world. Many of them are not just musicians, but work inside of the industry as well. Um, We have like PR people, booking agents, like managers. Uh, We've got a record label in there, like all different facets of the music industry. And so what's really cool, a couple of full-time musicians too, um, what's really cool is, as I said, they like, you can not only get coaching from me, it's like literally your support system on tap, especially if you don't have a manager or a team right now, having this community is so, so beneficial. Uh, but yeah, you not only get uh, help from me, but you get help from, um, a t- like the community who are extremely knowledgeable in so many different aspects, as well as, you know, have years under their belt of being a musician as well. So, um, the being in a band, um, academy is going to go up in price to 997 as of next week and that is still like really really competitive in the market I've seen so many other similar programs well there's actually not that many but you know the ones that are out there I have seen and I'm charging like half of what a lot of people are charging and I just think my content is like way better uh but yeah you always got to back your own stuff right um But yeah, I'm doing a sale, early bird sale for three, six, five. So that's a dollar a day over a year, but you get lifetime access. It's not going to be a subscription model anymore. You just pay once and that's it. You in there, you're in, you have lifetime access to this. So, um, oh, and there's also a payment plan. So even though I've discounted it by like 60%, you can still pay that over three months. So it's like 170 Australian or 129 US. Um, yeah, Shannon's in there as well. Um, he's like such an amazing partner. Part of the community, and he's uh, can totally vouch for everyone else inside. Everyone is just so so supportive. It's an inclusive community as well. So, women and all genders are encouraged to join, um, people of color, um, members of the queer community like, we are all just an inclusive group, and that is very very important to me. So, you can feel safe joining the Being in a Band um, Academy. I've never had like any issues uh with any of the members in there. Um and yeah, just like check out all the testimonials. You can head to monicastrut.com slash academy. Um but yeah that early bird price is only available for two more days. So if you have any questions about it, hit me up in the DMs. There is a payment plan. Even though it's 60% off there's still a fucking payment plan. So please get in there like Oh, I just love this program so much. Yeah, it's definitely going to be such a core component to your career. Um, Adam says, "Sounds like a great deal, dude." It it so is. Like a lot of people are charging like two grand for this kind of stuff. And as I said, the workshops in there are like real. They're colorful. They're interactive. They have all the resources with them, like checklists and workbooks to help you implement. Plus, there's that support aspect from myself and the community. So. Oh, It's so, so good. But anyway, enough about the Black Friday sale. Um, Let's get into today's topic all about how to achieve all the goals that you want to next year. And, um, you know, everything starts with (laughs) writing things down or putting them in some sort of tangible format. This journal of mine is so fucking good. It's like literally how I like script my future, how I like write lists and how I like even planned this live today. I have four key points for today. And the first point that I wanted to share with you is you have to find expanders. So expanders are people that show you what's possible. They've been where you are, you know, they've been where you are now before and they show you that... The bullshit reasons that you give yourself as to why you can't achieve a certain goal actually don't exist, or you can break through them. So I want you to start with thinking of one of the, um, like one of the things in your life that you feel is limiting your success. So for a lot of us, especially women, it's age. So feeling like too old to make it, or um, you know, society's like pressures on like women to remain youthful, you know, age is like a big issue. And I've got actually a workshop within the membership which delves into this specific uh thing. We also talk about it in the Coach Mall workshop. We actually had a really big discussion about age. But anyway, age, uh maybe it's your location where you're located in the world or in um you know, your city, uh, maybe it is that you feel like the market's too oversaturated. Then we look for people that are doing the damn thing in spite of this. So for me, age has been such a big issue. I just turned 33 and I'm getting more and more comfortable telling people my age, um, so like because I want to be an expander for other people because honestly I thought my career was over at 25. That's what I've been told by society, blah blah blah, and my band and my music career is the furthest along it's been and it will continue to grow. Um but my expanders, you know, a couple of years ago, especially when I turned 30, I was like, "Fuck." Um I had to find people that were doing their thing. So for example, Debbie Harry of Blondie, this is like back in the seventies, right? When I think age like wasn't so much of a concern, um, but I can't verify that because I wasn't around then. Um, but Debbie Harry from Blondie, their first big album, Which Name Escapes Me?, She released that when she was 31. So they didn't have like any hits or anything until she was 31 years old. Erin Space Goat, I know that you feel this as well because I know that we've like talked about it, but yeah, it is totally a thing. So, um, my cat's like jumping on the light. So I was like, wow, okay. Finding out Debbie Harry from Blondie was 31 when they had their first big hit. That gave me a little bit more confidence that I had a little bit more time. Then I started to research some of my, um, some of my favorite current musicians in the music industry. So that would be, say, Carla Harvey from The Butcher Babies. She's actually in her early 40s. Maria Brink from In This Moment, she's also in her early 40s. Who else? There is uh, Mixie Denmark from Stitched Up Heart. She is in her mid-30s. I think she's 36 now. Ash Costello from New Year's Day. She's around her mid-30s as well she's a couple of years older than me, Courtney LaPlante from Spirit Box. I've also had this discussion with her. Um, She's my age. She's 33 or 32 around that, around that age. And so finding people who were doing the damn thing in spite of what I believed was a limiting belief enabled me to see what was possible. And so these women became my expanders. They were the people that were basically calling bullshit on my own self-imposed self-sabotage. And so I had no more excuses anymore to not do the thing that I wanted to do. So as I said, for me, it was age. Um, I'm sure that there's like a couple of other things, but that was my major thing for me. Adam says, Oh my God, the whole age conversation is silly, drives me nuts. I know it shouldn't be a thing, but it is a thing, right? Um, thankfully the heavy music scene, I feel like isn't as, um, you know, isn't as focused on age as like the pop scene and stuff. But, um, Steve Canatelli did a fantastic post the other day about Avril Lavigne and Travis Barker and the fact that they're still making music that they want to make, despite the fact that they're in their like 40s now. I don't know how old Avril is, probably her late 30s, but like, you know, she's still making like girly, fun pop punk, despite the fact that she is older and what society would, you know, expect of someone who like has you know, someone to like settle down and have kids by that age and stuff. And that is just so bullshit. And, um, like I've actually had, unfortunately, I haven't had that many, um, like, I actually don't think I've had that many industry experiences where people have directly approached me about my age. Um, (laughs) thanks Adam cash grab. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, the thing is about like younger musicians is that they like are easier to like manipulate or like cash grab as like what Stu's saying because they're less experienced and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I haven't really had like too many people necessarily approach me and say shit about my age actually until this year when we had a would-be manager slash booking agent basically say to me, um, like, you know, or say to my band, oh, you guys are like getting older. You should be going more for like an older demographic. Um, you should be like going in this direction with your music because then you'll have longevity with your career. And we're just like, fuck that. We're not going to change the style of music that we're playing that we're playing, we're playing on the bill with like a whole bunch of other bands that are playing the same style as us, and like the audience is reacting to it. Like it was just so fucking bullshit. And a couple of years ago, that would have ruined me. Um, I've I've got had like close friends who, you know, when they were like 25, you know, managers approached them and said that uh basically, oh, we gotta hurry. She's like 25. And needless to say, they didn't say this to any of the boys in the band, just um, just like the women. Um, but like, unfortunately ageism exists, but you need to be the change that you want to see. So by me trying to be more open and it's fucking scary because every single time I tell someone my age that I just turned 33, I feel like I'm risking my fucking neck. I feel like at any point people are going to be like, "Uh, what the fuck? Like, um, she's like old or whatever. But like, ultimately, if that's how people think they're not my target audience anyway, So yeah, back to what I was saying, expanders, I want to be the change that I want to see. I want to be an expander for other young people to not feel like there's a timeline on their music career but for you you know it may be like your location it may be the fact that you feel like the market is too oversaturated um or that you you will never be able to find like the right bandmates for your project whatever limiting beliefs that you have you need to find people that are doing the thing in spite of that and then basically uh they will be able to disprove all your theories and you can carry on with the career that you want So point number two is goals. Now, I spoke about goals a little bit in the introduction to this live, um, but I do think it's very, very important that you get as specific as possible with your goals Um, and you need to know what your goals are. So, um, you know, I talk about this with like my clients all the time, but getting really specific on, again, Who are the people in the industry that you want to work with? Is one of your goals to get management? Now, the goal in itself shouldn't be to get management. The goal is to get opportunities that will help you grow and help your band get bigger and help you serve and help people more with your music on a broader scale. And you may need a manager or booking agent to do that. So the goal in itself isn't to get a booking agent necessarily. It's to get help expanding your band. So what who is the manager that you want to work with? Have a shortlist, you know. Understand what other bands they want to work with. And if you were say, if you had a profile on that booking agent's website, would your band look like they're a fit, or would you look like maybe you're not a fit for that roster? I always say like in terms of like specifically band photos if your, if your band photos don't look like they could be on a, like on the festival lineup page of a festival website, then they're probably not good enough. You need to get more professional photos. Right. Um, and it's only when you see them side by side with other photos, can you sometimes get a true indication of like the quality because you may think that they're good, but, um, you know, then they may look a bit off compared to some of the other bands out there. Um, I know that sounds like super harsh, but anyway, that's a good way to kind of Compare it, I suppose. So when you're researching like the managers or booking agents that you want to work with, you need to understand who their roster is. Would your band likely be able to like play a show alongside those bands? Or if they're in if it's a manager or or whatnot that has a variety of different genres as part of their roster, then um You know, is it something that the manager is likely to be interested in? Have they represented a band like you before? Um, And that way you can ascertain whether they're likely to have the contacts that you need to get to that ultimate goal of reaching a bigger audience. Um, So, yeah, get super specific. Write down like the companies that you want to work with, the people that you want to work with. Then you have to release the goal because if there's anything that I've learned, as I said, it's taken four years approximately for me to achieve every single thing on that vision board before I moved to Melbourne. You need to release and understand that everything happens in divine timing. Now, I am a very impatient fire sign. Um, What about going completely going the other way and doing way different to everyone else to stand out 100%. You can do that with like with your branding and stuff like that. So, it's not about blending in. It's just more so about like the quality and um, you know, your market positioning and like the audience that you're trying to go after, right? Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, everything happens in divine timing. Now, as a really impatient fire sign, I hate waiting for shit to come to fruition. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, I remember it took me about nine months or seven months to find the bands that I'm in now once I moved to Melbourne. And it was really, really frustrating. However, when I look back upon that time I realized that after the immense burnout that I experienced from like my old band and being in a band for six years that disbanded and the desperation that I felt around my career I realized that I wasn't actually ready to put any sort of time and effort into another project Um, and that's why I think in a lot of ways it took yeah, it took way longer than I wanted it to, to find another band. It, it happened all in divine timing when I was meant to find the right people. So eventually, um, you know, I met Ben and started like the last martyr and stuff. And once we started the band, like I really wanted to achieve these like big goals and get like managers on board and stuff like that, like really, really early on. And we were approached by a couple of like industry people. However, they weren't the right people. And I, yeah, like I, I feel like we really have to let go of our goals and not attach to like when we want to achieve them. In order for them to come in divine timing. Now, this live is all about like achieving your goals next year, but if it doesn't happen, I truly believe that there's a larger reason for that. And I feel like a lot of people can, we're gonna talk about like decision making and stuff in a moment, but I feel like sometimes we can make decisions out of lack or because we want to achieve certain goals and we're making the decision because we're worried that nothing better will come along. However, we always have to be in like a calm and open state to really understand that if something isn't right, then something isn't right. And it, you shouldn't like accept an opportunity just because you're worried that nothing else will come along if it's not hundred percent right for you. So, um, the way that you can kind of get very, very clear is, there's a couple of different things you can do. You can do like the vision board thing, which is what I was talking about. You can also do scripting, which I also love. Um, so scripting is basically journaling, but writing, um, things down as if they've already happened essentially. And it really conditions your mind, um, to understand that something is possible if you don't believe that something is possible, you're just not going to achieve it. Yes. Choosing based on fear versus confidence. Oh my God. That's so funny that you said that Shannon, because confidence is like my next point. Um, but yeah, if you don't believe it, you won't achieve it. I am just such a huge proponent for that. And so if you deep, deep, deep down inside, don't believe that you're good enough to achieve a certain goal, you will self-sabotage or you will repel that goal. And, you know, I think one of the mistakes that I've made with my old band and what I've seen like, you know, people in my community kind of do as well is become so desperate and so attached to a certain outcome or goal that they actually push it away because they're not thinking clearly. They go into like almost like a flight or fight response and people can smell desperation a mile away and we can, yeah, we can just make decisions from a fear or lack based mindset rather than a mindset of abundance and confidence. Um, So yeah, scripting helps you recondition your brain to believe that something's possible and something's already happened and your brain actually can't tell the difference um, between like the now and like, it doesn't have a concept of time. In other words, if you've read like any of Joe Dispenza's work, like breaking the habit of being yourself, like he talks about this. And he also talks about the fact that your environment is actually influences what you can believe to be possible. So looking at who you surround yourself with, um, even like where you're based. So for example, I'm in like the Western suburbs of Melbourne now, it's very suburban and it's really like gotten to me as a creative because it's not really the environment conducive to doing my best work. I'm not inspired being here anymore. As much as I was grateful for like having a backyard and stuff during COVID. Um, yeah, I like the outside environment really, really influenced my internal environment. And that's why I'm moving to Fitzroy, um, which is like the equivalent of Newtown. If you're from Sydney, And it's just like more conducive to the person that I want to be and yeah, like who I want to become and the opportunities that I want. And I don't want to have to like stress about how I'm going to get home after a night out. I want to just be able to easily go to gigs and um, be able to work from cafes whenever I want and create the lifestyle that I desire. Um, but there was like a point in my life where it was really like rubbing against that old, like limiting belief that I am like too old to like make it in the music industry because I'm like, Oh, I'm just like this 30 something person. That's like living in the suburbs. This isn't conducive to like a touring musician. And my mind would just spiral and tell myself all these fucking stories that weren't true. Um, and yeah, it's just like, I'm just so, so happy that I'm moving scripting, very important. And then the last, um, sub point under setting your goals is making sure that you have gratitude for everything that you have. If you aren't grateful for what you have now, you can't allow new stuff into your life. So, you know, Even if you haven't achieved the things in your music career that you want to, you know, being grateful for your bandmates and that you work really well as a team, being grateful that you have the equipment that you want or, um, you know, at least working equipment that like isn't breaking down on you, being grateful that you live in, say, a city with like a great live music culture, or if none of those things are the case for you, then being grateful for shelter, running water and going back to those essentials because so many people in the world don't have that. And so it's really important to recognize that, yeah, if we aren't grateful for what we have, then we can't invite new things. And, um, and yeah, it's, it just ends up like repelling things because the universe kind of goes, okay, well, you don't even appreciate all the things that I've given you. Why the fuck should I give you any more than that? The third point, so we've spoken about finding expanders we've spoken about setting goals and getting very very specific and um you know either writing them down having a vision board scripting them out so you can condition your mind that it's possible you remind yourself of it but detaching from the outcome and I know how contradictory that sounds um but everything happens in divine timing now let's talk about confidence so I've done a lot a lot of work this year specifically on my confidence and the Biggest thing that I've learned in terms of confidence, and we I've already mentioned today that if you don't believe you can have something, you simply won't have it. You'll repel it, you'll self-sabotage, or um, yeah, you'll just appear like desperate and you know, you won't be someone that's like cool, calm and collected, and like good to work with. Um but yeah, the one thing that I've learned this year is confidence is really a practice. Confidence is not necessarily a personality trait, although it can appear to be, I suppose, but it is a practice. It's about how can, who would I be and how would I make this decision if I was the most confident version of myself? So when it comes to decision making, when it comes to putting yourself out there, how would the most confident, highest component of yourself act in this position? using myself as an example, a couple of weeks ago, I went live and I really felt like it wasn't the best live stream that I did. And it really kind of like, I don't know, it kind of like got me in like a bad mood and I didn't want to go live again, even though I kind of wanted to go live every day by me showing up. Yes, I was nervous, but by me showing up anyway and asking myself, okay, well, if I was the most confident version of myself, how would I show up? I would go live and do the damn thing. And I would set a time and I would commit to it. Um, so sometimes it helps to have a bit of an alter ego. And I'm such a big fan of like, even if you don't have like a stage name or anything, have some sort of like stage persona. That's like the most confident version of yourself. It's not necessarily like different to who you are, although it totally can be, you can totally play a character on stage but it's often the most confident, um, yeah, version of yourself. And what are the rituals that you need to put in place in order to embody that confident version of yourself? For me, it's putting on like chunky rings like this. It's doing my makeup. Um, when I'm on stage, I'm always in fake eyelashes. It's like some sort of um, physical trigger point that symbolizes to my body and triggers my brain to remember that I'm stepping into Monica Strutt, the performer now. And, um, you know, I find that it's a lot harder to do that if I didn't have like my fake eyelashes. Beyonce talks about this, Lady Gaga talks about this. Um, I think Beyonce has the fake eyelash thing as well. She's like, when I put those like eyelashes on, I step into Beyonce and I'm ready to go on stage and perform and serve the audience. So what do you do? What are your rituals that will help trigger your brain to step into that more confident version of yourself? I would love for you guys to let me know if you have any rituals or anything before you go on stage or if you're doing like a live stream or before a photo shoot, video shoot, please let me know because I'm super interested. I mean, like I love always wearing like high heels when I go out or boots. Um, It makes me feel like powerful. And yeah, as I said, I already mentioned like the ring thing. There's like rarely a photo shoot, video shoot or live performance where you won't see me wearing some sort of like chunky jewelry on my hands. So the deli says love at good points could even be having your nails done, putting on a leather jacket, etc. right. Yes. Fuck. Yes. Self-belief shirt. Ooh, what is that? What is this self-belief shirt? Is this like a certain shirt that you have that when you put it on, this is like your uniform. Um, really, really cool. Uh, and just so like, there's a difference. A lot of people worry about appearing arrogant and there's a, there's a, um, a difference between being confident and coming across arrogant. So being confident means that you make decisions from love, um, rather than fear. Um, it means that you trust yourself and you know yourself. Honestly, guys, like I think confidence really comes down to knowing yourself super, super well. Um, because like if someone says shit to you online trolls and stuff, if you don't believe that it's actually true, then it can't actually impact, impact you. So, you know, making decisions from confidence or appearing confident comes from self-belief, whereas appearing arrogant comes from, I think, external forces and not wanting to take anyone else's um, opinions or experience on because you think you know better. So it comes from more of this aggressive, um, more of an aggressive sort of Uh, lack mentality as opposed to coming from a sturdy self-assured kind of like more masculine um, not masculine as in gender but everyone has like masculine and feminine within them but coming from like a very sturdy self-assured I know who I am I'm open um, to other people's opinions and I'm open to certain things but ultimately I know what's best for me because I trust myself um, it's wearing whatever you wear on stage with hundred percent self-belief. Yes. Uh, I think is I'm an eyelash performer too. Yes. Um, eightfold path. Shannon says when I'm, uh, when I'm drumming, setting up the kit and sound checking makes me feel uh, real. And I start to feel like I belong up there. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I and a lot of confidence apart from self-belief comes from preparedness as well. So it's really hard to be confident if we're not prepared. And it's very interesting because I found that when I'm not prepared for something I have to ask myself, why haven't I prepared? Why haven't I practiced? You know, when I was learning to scream, I believe I self sabotaged a lot of the practice because deep down I was like, what are people gonna think? What if I get it wrong? And so if you're not prepared, it's not, it's usually not because you just got like lazy, although maybe that's the case. I don't know. It's usually because deep down, you don't believe you're good enough or you don't believe that, um, doing this thing can be a part of your identity. And that's why it's so important to know yourself, to recondition your mind through scripting, through journaling, that something is possible for you. So yeah, if you haven't given the practice, um, or if you haven't like done something that you committed to, It's usually due to a lack of confidence and yeah, something more, something deeper than just like the fact that you got lazy and didn't have time to practice. And then let's talk about decisions. So making the right decisions for your music career will ultimately help you to get where you want to go. And I think that once you get very specific on your goals for next year, then making decisions within your music career and your band will become a whole lot easier because all you need to do when a decision like a gig opportunity or a um, someone approaches you to join your team or um, to do your video clip, ultimately all you need to do is ask yourself, is this thing going to get me closer towards my goals or further away from my goals. And if it's going to get you closer to your goals, then the answer is yes. And if it's going to take you further away from your goals, then the answer is no. So one of the biggest examples that I see when I work with my private clients and um, being in a band, academy members as well, is they'll say, I want to play bigger shows. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Bigger shows, it always should be, you know, we always need to be growing in our careers, right, to get where we want to go. But then they will accept any old show that's offered to them. And so the way that we approach this scenario is, First of all, if you want to be treated like a bigger band, you have to be a little bit more exclusive. So that means not saying yes to every gig opportunity that comes along unless it's going to expose you to a bigger audience or it's going to promote a release specifically. But usually bigger audience is one of the main core reasons why you do a show. If you're treating your band like a business. Of course, shows are fun and playing live is one of the best parts about being in a band. But saying yes to a show just because you want to perform live is not the way to behave as a um, as a professional musician, because it's not always going to be the best business decision for you to play that show. And this opinion pisses a lot of bands off, especially the hobby bands or people that think they're taking it seriously, but they're not actually, you have to treat every decision like a business decision. Um, so, if you want to play bigger shows, you have to get a little bit more exclusive as a band. And if you have say felt like you have paid your dues opening on the local level, then maybe it's time to no longer accept opening slots. Only play the show. If you're playing second and exposing yourself to like a bigger audience, um, and also appearing like more of a, um, experienced band and, um, yeah, like not to say there's anything wrong with opening, but there comes a point in your career where you need to keep moving forward. And it's like, we want to get offered these bigger opportunities. We want to, um, you know, start becoming like a main support as opposed to the opening act. Yet we're accepting things that contradict where we want to go. So this is what I talk about. Is the decision in line with the goal? Yes or no. The next thing is, you know, I'd much rather my clients play less shows and fewer times a year than overplay, because not only does this um, contradict what what we're, where we're heading in terms of becoming a bit more exclusive as a band, but. Especially in Australia that we, you know, with any product, there's a supply and demand principle. If you oversupply the market, then the demand for your live show goes down. You're not going to get as many punters through the door, or you're just going to get the same crowd coming through the door and you're never going to grow. Right? But if the supply goes down, then the demand goes up. So if you're playing less shows, not only will the demand for your live performance go up, but you will be able to put more energy into selling tickets, um, into promotion and into the show itself because it will be more of an event. So that is just one example of um, how you need to be very conscious and business minded when picking and choosing the shows that you're playing another example is finances so finances are the bane of a lot of our existence and it is very very expensive to be in a band and the music industry is like a fucked up business model where you have to invest a lot at the start in order to progress faster now where a lot of musicians go wrong and i've been there too is making decisions again from a lack mentality instead of from love, from fear instead of love. So they don't want to invest in, say, a video that's going to cost them four grand. They much rather spend like two grand because they're worried they're not going to see the return. They're worried that it's a large investment, understandably. However, skimping out on things like videos, like photos, like production, like, um, well, they're, they're kind of like the main ones, like merch quality. It just lowers the impression that you give. As I said, if you want to be treated like a serious band, you have to behave like that. And the more you scrimp and save at the start within reason, I'm not saying be irresponsible. It's a business. Um, but the more you scrimp and save at the start and make decisions from that fear mindset, instead of asking yourself, okay, well, if like, if we actually invest wholeheartedly into this one song and have an excellent video, excellent photos, invest in PR, invest in Facebook ads, um, you know, it's going to get us closer to our goals because ultimately, I've seen many, many bands completely just blow the fucking stratosphere with what they can achieve from one song. But instead, they're making the decision from a fear mentality, like, "Oh, I don't feel like eating noodles, <laughs> so that I can pay for like my band's like video clip and stuff." And they're worried about um asking their bandmates to input the same amount that they want to inside because they're treating it like a business and maybe some of their bandmates aren't or they're just worried about the money and spending the money, um, then that's going to take you away from your goals. So especially when you're investing financially into your project, you need to make decisions based on your goals and come at it from a um, abundant and loving mindset because you don't want to have any regrets. Money's just money. You can make more. Um, and as I said, if you scrimp and save at the start, it's going to, in my opinion, like push the trajectory of your career back and you may not ever achieve the goals that you want to, because again, if you don't take yourself seriously, if you don't uh, treat your band like a business, you cannot expect anyone else in the industry would be managers, booking agents, labels, fans to invest in your art too. So um, let me just see if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about today. Um, I mean like, yeah, making like, I'm talking about like gig decisions, money decisions, working with people decisions. As I said, I've been approached by like multiple managers and booking agents and even labels in my whole career and Making a decision from a lack mindset because I knew deep down in my gut I knew myself well enough um, that that person or company wasn't right for me. If I had you know gone with them anyway because I was worried, I just wanted to have a manager. Or I just wanted to say that I was signed, um, which is a problem that I see a lot of bands having is they just want to say that they're signed or say that they have a booking agent on board to look cooler. It's like a false sense of identity, right? Um, rather than knowing your worth understanding the business yourself and whether or not that person or company can actually get you to your goals and not worrying about whether a bigger opportunity will come along later be very very clear about that and again going back to the start about getting specific about who you want to work with and the caliber of people that you want to work with is so so important because like you will get approached by people and it may be tempting and it may be confidence boosting and that is great and it's great milestone to it to expand your team and everything but ultimately um that high is going to wear off maybe and i've seen this so many times find yourself in a contract that stifles your career rather than moves it forward um that gets you into a place where your business isn't able to move and, um, you know, you're being controlled by people or companies in a way that you didn't think was going to happen. And it can have a massive, massive toll on you, not only financially, not only career wise, but mentally and emotionally as well. Uh, yeah. So please, please be careful with any contracts that you get involved in know your worth, work on your self-confidence and ultimately that is going to be the fuel to the fire that is achieving all of the goals that you want to next year and more. So I hope that you've enjoyed this live um, all about achieving the goals that you want to and more next year. I hope that it was helpful. Um, Let's just go through actually the points again. So we talked about First of all, finding expanders, people that are proving that they are doing the damn thing despite of any limitations that you feel are placed upon your career through external sources or internal as well, setting goals, getting specific, um, working on your self-confidence and making decisions based on those goals and based on um, love and abundance rather than lack of mentality and fear. So that is it for today. I'm recording this as a podcast as well. Thank you guys for like all your comments. If you have any questions, um, do feel free to leave them now. Like I'm happy to do like a quick Q&A. If you're watching the replay... Please also drop me a comment and let me know your biggest takeaway from today's live, um, because all of these comments and stuff don't transfer over to like when I repost this live. Um, so yeah, I would love for you to um, yeah to find this post once I post it and drop me a comment with your key takeaways. Um, that would really be awesome for me to read. And yeah, if you have any questions about anything to do with like goal setting, the Black Friday sale, anything, um, please drop them in the comments now. I'm happy to answer whatever you like. Um, but I will remind you that the Black Friday slash birthday sale is ending in just a couple of days. Ah, fuck. (laughs) Oh my God. maybe, Maybe I am getting old. Um, it's like completely numb, but also hurts. I don't know how that is even possible. Um, so I've got three bundles up at the moment. They're only going to be available for another two and a half days. That is the ultimate branding bundle. Please get this bundle. If you feel like you're not getting the opportunities that you want right now, it could be to do with your branding. It's probably not to do with exposure. You're probably doing everything right with social media. So you've been watching my content and you know that you need to do PR and ads and everything. It's probably not um, exposure. That's the issue. It's probably due to your branding and market positioning and, um, you know, having a brand that stands out in the market and is a little bit different and unique and speaks to your values and who you are as a person and is not cookie cutter. Um, so that is how, what the hell is happening? Is this recording? Um, so yeah, that is, that is something that I really want you to look at if you're worried that you're not getting the opportunities that you want to. Um, the second bundle is with coach Steve Canatelli and Jaden Roy from Yeah That Management and Just Royal Lines. And it is the sixth bundle workshop, the Coach em All bundle. So we talk about how to have a good online presence. We talk about how to be the band that everyone wants to work with, getting a booking agent and manager, um, like every single aspect of the music industry that you could possibly cover. Um, Also want to see the cat. Okay. He hates being picked up, but I'll get him in a sec. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, like every single aspect of the, um, the music industry, if you're treating it like a business, we cover in these six workshops, like they are so fucking good. Honestly, it's $49. It's like the best money that you're going to ever spend, um, in your career. I promise you that. like, I learned so much myself just from doing these workshops with Jaden and, um, coach. So yeah, like just do it. Um, And then finally, the early bird special for the Being in a Band Academy is also ending in a couple of days. It's $365. It's going to go up to $997 after this week. Um, And you get instant access to not only the Facebook community where you can get coaching support from me and the rest of the community who are not only musicians but work in the industry too Um, but you get instant access to 25 masterclasses on includes everything in the um, Ultimate Branding Bundle by the way so don't go enrolling in the academy and getting the branding bundle because you get all those videos inside of the Being in a Band Academy Um, but aside from that there is... um, you know, masterclasses on email marketing, goal setting. There's actually like an end of year goal setting masterclass, which you can do in December. That's going to set you up and get way more strategic and specific on everything for the 12 months ahead. Uh, We have masterclasses on, in fact, let me just bring it up so I can actually show you release strategy on PR, getting signed, getting bigger shows, Social media, how to never run out of social media content, networking. There's just so much in there, like to help you run your band like a business. So good. And then in January, we're going to be doing a six week crush your next release workshop, which is all the info that I normally work through with my private clients, but for the first time, it's actually going to be in a six week course. So enroll in the Academy after six weeks, you will understand how to release music professionally and hopefully get the results that you want to. Um, and then all of the other masterclasses are like your pick and mix. So every time you want to delve into a specific area, say it is email marketing, you want to learn more about that. Um, then you just watch the email marketing masterclass and, um, yeah, of course the coaching, um, a community is there in between our calls we're also doing ad hoc live events so probably quarterly i'm going to be hopefully doing some in-person events next year because i'm always like up in sydney and we've got so many um members that are located in sydney um so yes that is that head to monica slash black friday i'm gonna get my cat this is cash um He is completely deaf, but he is also one of the loudest, like, animals I've ever come across in my life. Uh, He always wears, like, a bow tie, and he hates being picked up, Um, but when he's like in a very relaxed mood he's actually one of those rare cats he'll actually let you rub his tummy and he's so fucking cute um I'm not really a cat person I'm like a dog person but this little guy actually just turned up on my doorstep actually when I was in a really low point in my life right before I started my business actually and it said that um white cats actually symbolize abundance and wealth and then literally at the same time he rocked up I started my business and I'm now full-time in my business and even though he's like a bit of an asshole He's like super cute. And I really think he was like just this symbol of like this fresh start. Um, so yes, remember that you don't have to wait until like December or January to have any sort of fresh start in your music career. You can choose to reinvent yourself at any time. I talk about this in the personal branding workshop in the ultimate branding bundle and also the membership, um, But yeah, I I mean, I talk about this in the personal branding masterclass. It's like you can choose to reinvent yourself at any time. You can choose to dress completely differently, to um, present yourself differently online. And it's not disingenuous. It's just an evolution of who you are. You are in control. You don't have to be at any sort of societal expectations of uh, what you should be doing at your age, what you should be doing according to like the town that you live in or the country that you live in. Um, We only get one life and you have complete free reign at any point in the career to completely reinvent yourself and choose a different path. You're in control. Remember that. Um, And if you have any questions or comments, please leave them in the comments section. But thank you guys so much for watching this live today. I have had a great time and I hope you have too. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Being in a Band podcast. Before you go, make sure you subscribe and share this episode on your socials to help empower more people in the music industry to take their careers into their own hands. If you like the Being in a Band podcast, you'll love the Being in a Band membership. It's a business savvy community of musicians and music industry pros just like you. Information on how to join as well as how to work with me one-on-one is down below. You can also hit me up on socials anytime. I'm at Monica Strutt everywhere. In the meantime, catch you in the next episode.